Hello, uh, my name is Cheyenne. I am a mom to three boys. Two of them uh, have special needs, and one of them is just really rambunctious. Um, I also have two uh, fur babies, a chihuahua and a miniature Shih Tzu Pomeranian cross. Um, in my podcast, uh, it is going to be one of those things where, um, we follow my, my, uh, my life and my kids' life. So, recently, in the past month, my middle son has been, uh, he had to go stay at the hospital for four and a half weeks. Uh, he needed to be evaluated and, um, he has a lot of, a lot of issues. Um, so basically why I am trying to make this is because I am constantly feeling like I'm alone. I have nowhere to turn. No one knows what I'm going through because every special needs kid is different and They all have their own strengths, they all have their own weaknesses, and my son's is anger. His weakness is anger. He is very, very behavioral. He will push me, he will kick me, Um, he will uh, yell at me, he will try and bully me, and it like the more love you show him the more he tries to take advantage of you now um my other son my oldest he is uh he has ADHD pretty bad um he also has a light form of Tourette's where he makes noises and has facial tics and and tics in just in general um he's He's not behavioral. He very much wants to try to be a good son and whatnot. But, uh, yeah. So, while he was in the hospital, oh, uh, might I add, uh, I, my husband is a rare order. So, not am I only a special needs mom. I am a rare order's wife. So, that means, um, my husband is gone 97% of the time. So he is home for a few hours and then he goes back to work. And then he's home for a few hours and then he, he goes back to work. But he is home, he's gone away at work for anywhere from a day to three days to a, a week. You never know. Um, that, but that's our life. That's his profession. This is what pays our bills. This is what helps our kids get the best care that they need, that they deserve. And, and is it easy? Not at all. Um, is it hard and sometimes lonely? Absolutely. Especially because when you have kids like ours, um, not a lot of people can, um, tolerate my son so he has driven away 
family members, he has driven away friends, he, um, just doesn't cope or deal well with, uh, other people, and that, that's not his fault, and we try and make him feel better about it, but at the same time, um, there, you can't really make anybody feel better about being lonely because it's hard, right? And, I mean, my son is amazing and he is, like, the brightest soul you'll meet. But he has a dark side. And that dark side comes out frequently. And when it comes out, it's strong. (laughs) So, I mean... Like today, he decided that it was going to be a bad day and he was just going to yell at me all day long. And then when it was time for bed, he decided to throw like an explosive timber tantrum where he pushed me, he yelled at me, he screamed at me, he kicked me, he tried to bend my fingernails back and I have um, fake nails, and they're long right now, um, and he tried to bend, break them off, but backwards, so, I mean, it's not fun, um, but yeah, as I was saying, my son was recently hospitalized, and he was in there for four and a half weeks, and in those four and a half weeks, um, he was evaluated for another program. Well, this other program is supposed to help them with their anger issues, but turns out, and I say this jokingly and half-heartedly, he was too crazy for the crazy program. (laughs) Now, um, I mean, a lot of people are going to sit there and wonder why I word it like that, but the truth is, is this is crazy. This is terrifying. My day-to-day life is always, I go to sleep and I I wonder, is tomorrow going to be the day where he has a huge attack and hurts one of us or hurts himself? And I wake up and I think, okay, today is going to be a good day. Today is going to be amazing. We are going to get through this day because that's what he deserves. He deserves a fresh start every single day. It doesn't matter how much he's yelled at me, how much he's given me grief, how many times he's told me, I hate you, mom. I hate you. I wish you were dead. That it doesn't matter because I know when he says things like that, he doesn't mean them. It's his anger and it's it's his mental illness that is coming through. And he's nine. He's nine years old. And we've been living like this since he was born. I mean, when, at least when he was a baby, all he did was scream and cry. He, he couldn't say mean, hurtful things. But as he's gotten older and older, like it, his aggression and his verbal abuse have become more frequent and I mean 
how do you not turn around and think, oh my gosh, what did I do? Why, why is this happening to me? Um, and I mean, truth be told, he's a great kid. He's, he's awesome. And, you know, like, I, I feel bad for him because he can't, he can't keep friendships because kids his age don't understand that it's not him saying these mean things. It's his mental illness. And I don't know if any of you have children, but probably if you're listening to this, um, kids can be cruel and you know what I find that adults also can be cruel I have had friends who have flat out told me hey I I can't handle it I like you as a person but your kid is way over the top I can't handle him and like it breaks my heart now When I, the first time I heard that, I was like, what? Excuse me? You can't handle a nine-year-old? What, what's the matter with you? Why, why would you say something like that? And as I've gotten older and he's gotten older, I've realized not everybody is cut out to, uh, be able to take the, the abuse that I take. And it, it is abuse and it is uh you know it's it's bullying in a in a kind of way um i mean i never i never thought in a million years that i would grow up and i have i would have kids cuz i'll be the first to tell you i didn't want kids when i was younger i was like nope I want to travel, I want to do things my own way, and kids are just going to tie me down. I said, maybe if I get bored, I'll have some dogs, I'll, you know, I'll just live my life, I'll just live my life. Well, that that didn't happen that way. Um, my first husband, who is the father of all three of my children, uh, he wanted children. He did. And, <laughs> to my surprise, I ended up pregnant six months after we got married and that's a whole other whole other story (laughs) um yeah I I was like I was devastated oh my gosh how am I going to be a good mother I'm a super selfish person I I don't even like kids um I am not patient and when I had my first son his name is Grayson and he was born uh, six weeks early. And he was in the NICU for 22 days. And that was one of the hardest times in my life. Knowing that such a tiny human being was going through all of that because he was born a little bit too early. And I struggled through that all by myself. Not a lot of my friends had kids who were in the NICU, so they didn't know where I was coming from. 
and I was really isolated and I was really tired and I was just overwhelmed with how much love I felt for this child and how much I wanted to protect him and I think at that moment I realized that I might have been selfish and I might have been um, like immature but then when I held my child for the first time when I heard him cry for the first time when they took him from me and took him to the the NICU and I cried and I realized oh my gosh okay I can do this and now I two weeks two and a half weeks after he was born uh, um Lordy, help me. I uh, had a little bit of uh, mommy juice and I ended up getting pregnant again. And I didn't know. I carried on with my life. I breastfed my son. I did all these things. And then I started gaining weight. And I was like, what the heck? What's going on? You know, like, how is this supposed to, like, I thought, you know, after I had the baby, I would start losing weight because, like, I had lost a lot of weight once I had him. And then I came out of the hospital, and then shortly after, I started gaining weight. And then one night, I had the worst pain of my life in my stomach, and I thought, oh my gosh, what is going on? So I, I went to the hospital, and they checked me out, and they said, no, you're fine. It's just skull stones. We'll give you some T4, send you home. You know, in a couple of days, just drink lots and lots of water and, and you'll feel fine in a couple of days. Well, I got home and I was like, well, that's, I, no, I, I refuse to accept that. Cause like I had told them, like I haven't had a period yet, but they told me because I was breastfeeding that sometimes that delays your period. And I was like, okay. And I, didn't even think to take a pregnancy test until my friend I was over at my friend's house one day and she was like oh my gosh I think I'm pregnant I think I'm pregnant and so we went to the dollar store and we bought some cheap pregnancy tests well hers came back positive mine came back negative and she kept telling me no I swear I think you're pregnant I she's like I think you're pregnant I think you're pregnant I think you're pregnant so then I waited another week and I went and I got uh, one of those clear blue pregnancy tests, the indicator, weeks indicator is what they're called. And I took it and sure enough, it said three plus weeks. And I was like, what the heck? I just took two pregnancy tests and they came back negative last week. And now here I am taking this pregnancy test and it's saying three plus weeks. Well, that was my, I was pregnant with my son, Caleb. And I don't know if that was his way of saying, you know what, mom, it's going to be a crazy wild ride. Uh, uh, I'm just going to happen. And there's nothing you can do about it. And I, to this day, the, the, our life is like that. You know what? You think this is your plan? This is what we're doing? Nope. Game changer. And then he'll everything will change in an instant and I uh I have all these things around my house on pictures and and whatnot you know um 
one of, one of them says is, uh, it says, if the plan doesn't work, change the plan, but never the goal. Now, to, to in, a, in our house, this rings very true because, you know what, just getting up in the morning is, is a struggle. I'm like, every night I'm like, yes, we're going to go to bed early. We're going to get up early. We're going to get ready. Nobody's going to fight. Nobody's going to have a temper tantrum. Nobody's going to get upset or yell at each other. And then the next morning we get up and it's like, the kids don't want to get out of bed. They don't want to get up. They don't want to have breakfast. That one's looking at them. This one's touching them. I can't find this. I can't find that. I don't want to brush my teeth. I don't want to wash my face. You know, and then I'm like, okay, but we need to go to school. Learning is important. Let's go. Like my my middle son, he goes to a special needs school, um, and they are <laughs> quote unquote uh, specifically for children with behavioral and special needs. Well, uh, he is doing half days <laughs> because the school cannot handle him for a full day and even some days that half day I get called halfway through the half day <laughs> to go pick him up now um, it's I, I, I just don't know how to I don't know how to explain like it's to me it's my life but to somebody looking in, they would they would look at my kids and if they didn't say anything or they didn't like get loud and and crazy, nobody would know that they were special needs. Nobody would sit there and say, "Oh my gosh, what's wrong with your kid? Like, what kind of special needs does he have?" You know, like they just they they you wouldn't even be able to tell. Um. But then when my son has an episode and we're in public and he is screaming on the floor like a two-year-old and him being nine and he doesn't look like he's nine. I have people tell me that he looks like he's 12. The doctors in the hospital are like, well, he's a big kid. He looks like he's a lot older than he is. And these are professionals. But, I mean, he he has his ups and downs. He, he is mentally stunted anywhere in in one day he can go from being mentally a nine-year-old to being a two-year-old and screaming and crying and everything is upsetting him and everything is wrong and he just wants to be hugged and held and but then if you hug him and hold him and tell him everything is gonna be okay he gets angry and he'll hit you and he'll scream at you and he'll get mad at you and he'll tell you you don't even love me like just give me away and you know it, it breaks my heart but I know that he's lashing out at me because he knows I'm never going to give up on him I'm, I'm never going to leave him and I don't know if that's um, part of the reason why life is so difficult because he knows that no matter what, I'm always going to be there for him. Or maybe he doesn't think that. Maybe he, he's just waiting for me 
to be like everybody else and say, Ooh, sorry, you're just too much. And, I mean, me as an adult, I would never want somebody to give up on me. I would never, I would be terrified. I, I would, that would break my heart if somebody said, You know what, Cheyenne? I like you, you're cool, but you're just too much. I just can't deal with you. And they would give up on me. And that would break my heart. Now, could you imagine being a nine-year-old? A nine-year-old boy who is already ha- all who already has so many mental setbacks. I mean, I couldn't even imagine. I've never struggled with any kind of mental illness my whole entire life. I mean, I am very truly lucky and blessed that I have never had to go through what he is going through. But at the same time, that makes me an unqualified person to sit there and th- I can't say it. Sorry, I know what you're going through. I know it's hard right now, but it's going to get better because I have not gone through that. I have not been where he, he's been. I'm going through it at the same time he's going through it. And we have tried many, many different ways of parenting. We have tried being strict. We have tried the reward system. We have tried um, letting him decide for himself. Nothing works. Because he manipulates it to um, to fit his need, to, to benefit him in, in a sense. Uh, I mean, being a mom is one of the hardest and most rewarding things that I have ever done. And I honestly, honestly don't even know why I was so worried about being a mom. I love my kids. I do. They, they are my everything. And if I didn't have them, I, I honestly don't know where I would be right now. (laughs) Who knows? I, honest to goodness, I was headed down a very, very slippery slope when I found out I was pregnant. Um, uh, I, I look for the joys in the little things. And I know, I know that sounds cliche, but when you have kids like mine or like yours or just kids that are hard to handle or, you know, they're just having a bad day, look for the small, tiny little joys in life. Like five minutes of him listening to music and him smiling and having a dance party and focus on that. I mean, it's overwhelming and it's overpowering sometimes and it's, you just can't do it anymore. And you're like, I got, I'm done for it. I'm done for today. Maybe tomorrow will be better, but at this rate, I doubt it. But then when you wake up the next day, you're like, yeah, today's going to be a better day. It's going to be a good one. Nothing's going to hold us back. We're going to laugh, we're going to love, we're going to have fun, it's going to be great, and then you do laundry, because <laughs> Lord knows everybody has a mountain of laundry, <laughs> I currently have two, 
advice to anybody out there and you're struggling let it out cry if you have to clean if that's what you're into when you're upset Um, go for a walk Uh, take a bath have a glass of wine have a shot of vodka have a shot of tequila have all three (laughs) as long as your kids are, are safe I mean, I'm not, I'm not here, I'm not going to judge anybody on how they parent, because Lord knows, we're all just trying to figure it out. I, I wish when we had kids that they gave you a pamphlet and a booklet that says, okay, this is what your kid's going to be like, this is how you're going to handle it, this is how to handle it. You know, but unfortunately, life doesn't have instructions, (laughs) and it's it's crazy, and it is loud, and it is uh, wonderful and amazing and bright and good, good gravy. It is something (laughs) I mean I don't know about anyone else but I am a mom of boys and it is crazy and loud but I wouldn't change it for the world um yeah okay well I (laughs) I feel like I'm going down a sad sad path and I don't want to be sad because being a mom is not sad it's extremely wonderful and a bright gift that you get the chance to be a mom because there are so many women out there that you know can't have children or you know aren't able to have children for from health reasons or you know for whatever reasons they're, they're not able to have them and by any means that you know, I'm not trying to make this like, oh, being a mom's hard, blah, blah, blah. Because, yeah, it's hard. But it's also amazing. I mean, jeez. My life is pretty great. I have a husband who loves me. I have three beautiful children. I have a beautiful home. Um, I am a very blessed person. And by no means am I trying to say that, you know, I'm having a hard time in life, but so I, I am having a hard time in life. And, you know, you might be too. And maybe you can relate. And maybe you're sitting there saying, oh my gosh, this woman's crazy. And she's, she's going on and on about all these different topics. And she's jumping all over the place. But that that's my life in a nutshell, you know. We'll be doing one thing, and then he immediately got to jump to another thing because, oh my gosh, Grayson's having, like, his tics are flaring up, and you got to figure out what's going on because, you know, maybe he's stressed out or whatever, or Ashton's upset because, you know, he's not having enough uh, one-on-one time with you, or, you know, Caleb's in the middle of a, a, a 
catastrophic meltdown and you're trying to bring him back so that, you know, things don't get worse and and then you're like, oh my gosh, I'm cooking dinner. You're like, oh goodness, I, I was in the middle of doing this. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, my life does bounce around a lot and I, that's, that's, I'm a chaotic person. <laughs> it, it's all everywhere. Um, and, you know, maybe you don't relate to that. Maybe you're, your life is a little bit more structured and a little bit more planned. Me? Oh, good. No, I am. I, I like to plan. I love planning. It's my life. I love agendas and I love little wall calendars and I different colored pens for different colored for kids and moms and dads and I love all that. But my day to day life is a mess. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a mess, and, you know, I, maybe, you know, kudos to you if you, you can keep on a schedule and, and have children like, like ours, or, you know, even normal kids, like, I mean, what is a normal kid nowadays? Normal is sitting on a washing machine, um, you know, I always, I had a plan. I'd, I'd, I, after I had my first son, I was like, all right, my next kid's going to be planned. It's going to be right. This one's going to be like, you know, two years old, blah, blah, blah. Everything's going to be great. Then, I, uh, my marriage fell apart. Uh, I found out I was pregnant with my second child and I was alone and life was hard. For a long time and then when my middle son turned one uh mom went out on halloween <laughs> had one too many uh Burt reynolds called my ex-husband up and was like hey i'm coming over and that is how my youngest son is here uh <laughs> he he is a joy. He is the sweetest little boy you have ever met. But he still needs attention. And it's hard when you have a kid that's so high demanding as my son Caleb is. To give everybody the right amount of attention and be there for everybody and make sure everybody feels loved at the end of the day because that's what being a mommy is is it's your kids knowing that no matter what they can come to you and I hope my kids know that they can come to me and that I'll always love them no matter what um sorry I'm a clicker I make noises <laughs> but if I have any words of advice for you today, it would be look for the little happies. It's okay to cry. It's okay to feel lonely because parents like us with kids like ours, you are lonely. It's a rough life. It's not easy. And I mean... 
it probably won't get any easier. And I don't mean to say that to, to make you feel bad about yourself, but the truth is, is it might not get easier and it might get easier. You might find the perfect amount of medication combination that turns your, your child into a Christmas miracle. <laughs> and you know what? That's awesome. Th that's amazing. I will salute you to that one. I will clap for you. I will be super happy for you. I mean, right now, I don't have that. I'm nowhere near that. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but, just enjoy. Enjoy life with your kids. Enjoy life with your husband. Enjoy life with your wife. Whoever it is you're sharing your life with. Whoever it is. Letting you have. And you know what? They might pull away for a little while. And that's okay. Don't be hard on them. Because they're there. And you know. it. They don't have to be. No one has to be there for you. Because this is you. This is your fight. And if they want to stick by you. And be by your side. And fight with you. Then great. Awesome. But just make sure you cut them some slack when it gets a little bit hard. And they need to pull away for a little while. You know? But yeah. Look at the little happies. Enjoy the little happies. Remember the little happies. The little wins. The, you got to cook dinner today without anybody fighting or having a meltdown. The, oh, they had a shower or a bath and I didn't have to, you know, scream and yell at them. To... Have a shower or a bath. Or they brush their teeth all on their own. Hooray! They got dressed by themselves. I didn't have to police them as we like to call it in our house. Um, yeah. Enjoy those little moments. Because those are what's going to help you get through the, the dark times. And Lord knows every day there's a dark time. <laughs> Alright. Well, um... This is Cheyenne. I am a special needs mom. I, uh, I'm living life designed by Caleb. Uh, we are on a journey. Hopefully you guys will come with us. Uh, I'm sorry I'm so chaotic. I am the worst person for this. Um, but I just, I feel like everybody needs to I feel like there's not enough platform out there and that parents like me don't really have anywhere to go to for, you know, support or, um, not feeling alone in the world. So, I mean, just bear with me as I learn how to do this and I learn the ways how to properly do everything because goodness, I'm... I'm a disaster. <laughs> Alrighty. I will see you guys next week. It's just, I don't even know. Are these daily things? Are these weekly things? I'm going to go once a week because daily is too much for me. Like, my life is crazy, <laughs> as I'm sure everybody's is. But yeah, no, once a week should be good. Alright. I will see you guys next week. Um, uh, stay strong, mom.
stay strong dads. Uh, it'll get better. It'll pass. That moment, that hard moment in life, it'll blow over. It'll get bright again. We just have to be patient. Hello and welcome back to our our life designed by Caleb. Um, in my first two episodes, I my first one I talked about our family and our history and whatnot, and our second one I asked myself a bunch of questions, four questions, um, about my son. And this one I am going to sorry my second podcast I I asked myself questions about that I answered honestly how I felt. This one I'm going to ask questions about my son Caleb who um, as you all know is uh, special needs. Um, Recently we found out that he not only has uh, mental issues but he has health issues where his heart is enlarged um, and he is uh, on the verge of getting diagnosed with hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. And then we also found that he has, uh, uh, he's, he has early signs of liver disease. Now, um, I don't know if any of you remember, but he does, he's only nine. He just turned nine in October. Now, um, this, this past week, he, he had a rough week. It's Wednesday. Usually I do try and record on Tuesdays and, and, and send them in on Tuesdays. But my Tuesday this week was my Monday. And, well, if you're a day behind, like our, my kids had PD day on Monday. And Tuesday it was Monday. And, and today is Wednesday, which is my Tuesday. So <laughs> it's been a little crazy. I'm a little tired. Um, but I, he had a rough week. So Tuesday he went to school and his teacher emailed me right away. Oh, Caleb's not feeling good. Um, you know, he's just off. He's just really, really off. Okay. So, well, I, I, uh, I went and I, and I checked his blood pressure and it, it was normal. It was high normal, but it was normal. And then, um, and as soon as we got home and he got home, we got home well before noon and by noon he was passed out and he slept right until 2.45 is when we leave to go get his brothers from his other school, from their school, sorry. And, uh, yeah, he slept. So he was tired and it was, it was due to his heart, I think. I'm pretty sure it was due to his heart because usually he's uh, very much, mom, I'm bored, mom, let's do something, mom, can I play video games, can I do this, can I do that? And it was like, as soon as he got home, he laid down and he passed right out. And I mean, I knew something was off. And so I just let him sleep because, you know, sleep is, is when your body has time to recoup and everything. And then uh, yeah, he woke up and he was fine and he was laughing and he was playing and he was arguing, which is, which is his norm. Um, 
sorry, my dog's doing something and I don't, don't know what she's doing. Oh, there we go. Um, so he was, uh, he had me a little bit worried for a minute. And then, um, today he, he was fine today. Like he, he got up, went to school, had a great, great ish day at school. Um, he had an episode with his teacher, which to me is normal, but to her, it it was very like disturbing. She was like, I've never, he's never personally attacked me. And I said, I looked at her and I said, he's comfortable with you. I said, that's why he's doing that to you. He's comfortable with you. He feels like you're there for him. And she was like, oh, really? And I was like, yeah. I said, he's comfortable with you. He trusts you. I said, now is the time where you need to take this and roll with it. But she was kind of like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to respond to that. And, you know, I mean, he, he's the kind of kid where he's going to push your buttons. He's had so many people bail on him and flake on him in his life because of the way he is that he has a huge time. Like it's huge. It's really huge. If he trusts you enough that we're he'll get mad at you and then five seconds later he's right back to laughing and joking with you so I mean this is a huge deal but of course and sorry if I sound different and if if I'm sniffling I have um a sinus cold as well (laughs) so but yeah so she was she was taken aback for a second she was like oh my gosh what so so then today he Oh, and we have an aide now, like a respite worker who he goes and sees. And he was with her today for for quite a few hours. She had him, I dropped him off at 2.30. Usually she comes and picks him up. But today she asked if I could drop him off because, well, her, her car, she was having car troubles or something like that. And then she took him and she knows he really loves like, um, soldiers and police officers and paramedics she knows that he's really into that so she took him to the army base in our city and one of her friends works there and she got him a tour and they got to have dinner with like the soldiers and and like he had an amazing day and it was great he came home and he was super pumped and happy about it and then right before bed everything started to fall apart because he was super tired because he had such a great day that he was he was emotionally drained. And when he gets emotionally drained, he, that's when he starts acting out. So, anyways, so tomorrow I have uh, a meeting with his school to discuss some of the things that I'm not in particular, particularly happy with with his school. Um, I don't want to divulge too much into it because I actually want to talk about it in another episode. Um, once I find out everything that's going on. Um, yeah, so, I mean, this week was a rough week for him, but a good week for him at the same time. Like, if you, it, like, I know other, you, I know you guys know what I'm talking about because you have kids like mine and I have kids like yours and, and we're all just one big family. We're, like, we, we have these challenges in life and we rise to the occasion and nobody ever, nobody ever acknowledges that. You know, like nowadays there is, there are more special needs kids diagnosed than there were even 10 years ago. 
and that's and it's it's not saying that there wasn't special needs kids it's just that they weren't really diagnosed as special needs kids unless they had like a deformity or you know they were nonverbal or something like that like it was it was uh one of those things where it kind of um it's not really talked about and it wasn't ever talked about back then and even now to this day people kind of shy away from it but yeah I just wanted to give you guys a little little insight into what our week has been like and what not um but yeah anyways so I'm gonna jump into this because I like to get off my little street that I'm on and <laughs> zigzag because I'm crazy like that um uh oh I don't even what okay so these are four questions that uh I feel like would come up in a in a mom's group or like in a in a parents with special needs kids group um what is one thing that is strong about him and my answer would be his emotions. He is compassionate. He's understanding. He's sympathetic. And that's a strong suit for him. Because even though that he's behavioral and he's very, you know, like hard to handle, he's also got really good qualities in him. And I, and I think, and I find personally that when people don't understand the kids, they, they tend to look at just the negatives and like even, even adults and even like in groups now, I find that you're always being judged by your hair, by the clothes you wear, the kind of car you drive. Like I had a statement made about me because I drive a white SUV and it's newer and I had some lady mumble under her breath and she didn't think I heard. And she called me a rich bee. Well, I'm sorry, but I'm far from that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I have a nice car, but my husband has a really good job. And my car is the family car. So, of course, when we're at, out as a family, we need a car that's reliable. I need a car that's reliable to get me to the kids' appointments, to make sure that the kids get to and from school. Um, when I was working, I'm not working anymore. Um you know, to get me to and from work because, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm alone a lot and my husband was worried about me. So we got a, a newer car and it's really nice and it's got features that I love. Um, but yeah, she made a comment about that and I just, I find that, you know, to me that, that, that was a harsh judgment and it was uncalled for, but I find that like, especially parents, especially parents with kids who are quote unquote normal and they see a kid like Caleb who looks normal on the outside. They have no idea what's going on inside his head. Even I don't. Some days I'm like, whoa, whoa, man, what is going on? Are you all right? And he's like, I've just had enough. And you're like, okay, all right, tell me about it. And he's like, I just had enough with this day. I need it to be done. I need it to be over. I need to go to bed. And you're like, okay, bud. Like, I, I'm i sorry you feel that way. Like, is there anything I can do to help? 
and he he's frustrated with the day in the day's events and I feel like when people see that side of him they're like oh my god what is that kid is bad like look at his behavior he's screaming he's crying he's having a fit and it's like that that's not what's happening here it's what's what's happening really and I mean I don't have the time and I'm sure you guys don't either to sit there and explain no my son he's special needs he doesn't he has a hard time showing his emotions and this is how he does it like we like that he doesn't compartmentalize like most people do and he doesn't know how to use his words properly and it's not the on the lack of like my parenting because I've had social workers and I've had um psychologists and I've had therapists who who deal with Caleb sit there and tell me I'm a really understanding parent I am super patient and like I am doing such an amazing job they're like in in however many years I've worked they're they're like I've never seen a seen a mom who's so compassionate about their child and I mean that's you know like I don't want to take away from anybody else because we we're all struggling we're all just trying to get through the day and I mean yeah it's it's a little bit harder for some people but at the end of the day they're still they're still our babies we we still want to want what's best for them and I mean you know it's just one of those things like I'm a very vocal person I will tell you how I'm feeling and how you've made me feel and I will and I always find out like if I've done something to you I will correct what I've done to you because like I'll realize and I'll be like oh gosh you know what I was a jerk that time that's my fault that's my bad and I'll immediately have a conversation and and put it out on the line like I'm so sorry like because I never in a million years would ever want somebody to think that I purposely made them feel like that because, you know, I see it every day with Caleb. I see it all the time and he, he's such a bright soul. And I mean, when I'm sad, he, he can tell when I'm sad and he's always mom, mom, are you okay? Mom, are you all right? Do you want a hug? You know, tell me what's wrong. Like what's the matter? You know, and he's, he's sympathetic and he is you know he's just he he is just this ball of like light that is just so bright and it's just so intense and it's like yin and yang like he's so just compassionate for everybody around him but then when he has had enough and he just absorbs your energy and he just like if you're having a bad day he's having a bad day if his brothers are having a bad day he feels it and then he reacts to it and it's like he that even with like anger and happiness like he will he'll see it and he'll immediately reflect it back to you like he's a mirror and I mean that is one of his most amazing qualities and a lot of people don't understand that you know the way you act towards him is the way he's going to act towards you so if you show him that you don't want to deal with him you don't have the time for him guess what he's going to show that right back to you and I mean that's what I'm trying to get across at his school 
but they're not understanding me. But anyways, like I said, different podcast or sorry, different episode. Um, all right. Question number two, what are his struggles? What are your child's struggles? And I mean, if you guys want to ask yourself these questions too, by all means, go ahead. And then, you know, maybe, um, you know, let me know how, how you guys have, your answers to these questions because I'm going to put this up on my Instagram. Um, this is all new to me. This whole advocating for my son is it's, I mean, I've always done it, but I this like being social about it on social media and things like podcasts. It's all new to me. Um, I would do a YouTube channel. I just, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, I don't sound shy and I don't sound like I'm, uh, an insecure person, but I am, (laughs) I, I have a lot of insecurities and I mean, that's just part of who I am. Um, and that's okay. But you know, like I will post the link on my Instagram, which has gotten more and more feeds. Um, it's, uh, Edmonton, EDM special needs mom or special needs mama. Um, and I, uh, yeah. So anyways, his struggles, uh, he definitely struggles with his emotions. Like I was saying before, his emotions are his strength, but they're also his weak, one of his weaknesses. Um, uh, like he just feels like sometimes he just feels too much and the world gets so loud that he doesn't know how to shut it off. And then he melts down. Or he's so excited and he wants to do this and he has this vision in his head and he obsesses about it. And then when that vision doesn't happen, that's when he falls apart. That's when he hits the wall and then he, you know, he, he cries and he's very loud. He's got a good set of lungs on him. Sorry, I'm just going to take a drink of water. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, you know, like I said, for a person who is so young he he is just uh, he just he feels so much like uh like it just hits him and it hits him on a different level and like you and I were like me and myself personally I I can shut my emotions off and I can just close off to the world and be like I can't handle anybody else's emotions right now I just need to focus on me I can shut that off um but he can't he doesn't he hasn't learned that there he can put a switch in yet and we're hoping to get him there with um his aid and his school for him to be able to control his own emotions because once he's able to do that then he's gonna soar he's gonna fly he's it's gonna be great he's gonna you know like I'm hoping anyways that he's, he's going to be able to get on a path and be like, yes, this is what I want to do. And because he's so passionate about life, I feel like once he learns how to get that switch to go on and off where he can turn his emotions down and just be like, all right, let's do this. And then I feel like he's just going to be like, Boop, and then he is going to, he's going to do great things, I think. Um, but I mean, I'm his mom, so I'm a little bit, uh, you know, biased. (laughs) Uh, yeah. So, um, 
that's that question, um, his struggles. And number three, um, honestly, I'm not sure about this question for him. It's, uh, it's an everyday battle. And if we can get through one day at a time without him losing it, then that's a good enough day for me. But I mean, what do you want? Like the question is, is what do you want for your kids' future? Like, what do you see them doing? Like, what, what are your goals for him? Um, yeah, like I said, like every day is a battle. I just, truth, truth be told, I want, I want him to reach 30. And I mean, that, that's a scary statement when you, your son is nine and you say, I want him to reach 30 because you know that it's, it's not looking good and he knows it. And I'm constantly reminding him, like, you know, you can't get mad. You have to learn how to calm yourself down because it's not good for your heart. And if your heart is gets too stressed, then, you know, there's no more you. And, I mean, he, he doesn't understand that part yet. And I just, I'm hoping with these doctor's appointments and, and, and getting him what he needs that you know, maybe he'll see, maybe that will help him learn how to do the switch, learn how to install that switch in his brain where he can shut everything off and just focus on him. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I don't set out week, like monthly, weekly, or even yearly goals for him because like, let's face it, every day with him is different. Every, every hour with him is different. Um, in the morning, he could have a really good day. Like, there are days I've dropped him off at school, and he has been um, super happy to be there. He is excited about something, and, you know, he, he just wants to learn. And within 10 minutes, it's gone downhill. So, I mean, I just with him I've just learned to go with the flow because it's far easier for his mentality and my sanity to let him feel his emotions and I mean my other two children I I can set goals for them I can say okay this week this is what I want you to achieve this week this is what we will achieve together and you know and you know, nine times out of 10, we're going to hit those goals. We're going to hit those like achievements and we're, we're going to have them done. But, um, with him, with Caleb, it's, it's day to day. It's hour by hour. It's minute by minute. And it's, it's frustrating to say the least, but it's also very, it teaches you how to live in the now. Um, like for a long time, I, I didn't realize, like I was always planning everything. I was always, okay, this is this day. I have this, this day I have that. And I still, I still love planning and I still love being organized like that. But I've come to learn that with a child like Caleb, that you can't, um, you, you can't really do things like that. Like you can't plan long-term. It's very short-term all the time. And it's, spur of the moments kind of thing like you're having a good day let's go do something fun uh you're having a good time you and mom we're gonna go out for lunch we're gonna go do this and then we're gonna go do that because you had an awesome day 
And, like, my husband's parenting is a little bit different than mine. He's like, well, he didn't have a good week. Well, sorry, hun, but we're not doing week by week. We're doing day by day. We're doing hour by hour. Like, our other kids, sure, if they want something bad enough, best behaviors all the time. But him, even if he wanted to, like, even if he set out for himself a goal, and this is right now, I mean, it might not be him in the future, but this is him right now. If he sets out a, sets out a goal, he, he he's going to have a hard time reaching that goal. And like, not, not in the sense where he's, he, you know, he can't do it because he's, you know, not smart enough. It's his emotions get in the way. And I mean, you know, we've all been there. We've me, especially as a woman, I've been there. I've, I, I have been pregnant three times and I have a monthly menstrual and I, and I myself get very emotional. And the difference between me and him is, is I know how to calm myself down. I know how to step back and say, you know what, I'm being bat poop crazy and I just need a minute to breathe and I'll take that minute. He hasn't reached there yet. Um, like he's nine, but he's got the mentality of a four-year-old and some days it drops way down to like two. So you, you'll be looking at a nine-year-old, <coughs> excuse me, and and he looks older than he is. Like, I, I get people, oh my gosh, he's like 12, right? Like, no, sorry, he's nine. But mentally, he's four. And, I mean, it's just one of those things. Like, I was at a girlfriend's house after she had a baby. And he was with me because he ended up getting getting sent home from school. And she was like, oh, sorry, I only have baby toys. And, and I, without skipping a beat, I said, oh, it's okay. He's mentally stunted. Those toys are in his age bracket. It's fine. And then, sure enough, he was like, oh, look at this. Oh, look at that. And he was playing with those toys. And she was like, oh, my gosh, you weren't kidding. And, like, that's what I get from a lot of people. Oh, my gosh. Or, holy cow. Or, you know, they'll swear or something. And they'll say, you really weren't kidding. And it's like, why on earth would anybody kid about something like this? Like, I just, in my mind, I, I can't wrap my mind around it. Like, why anybody would, like over embellish something that it's not even a good thing like my son doesn't qualify for any of the special needs schools because his IQ is too low and I mean these schools would help him but because his IQ is so low he's not qualified for their their school programs and because he's behavioral and he has a low IQ he doesn't qualify for special groups like you know like the groups, social groups, where they help you learn how to build friendships and, and long-lasting, you know, bonds and everything like that, um, because, like, I've had therapists say, well, he, he really needs this, he really needs this, like, I, his, one therapist that quit on him, um, she sat there and she gave me a whole list of papers, of, like, a whole stack of papers saying that these are the groups that I think he would be great for, these are the groups that I think that he needs, and these are the groups that, you know, they're, like, for fun. And I called every single group on those pages. And because he was behavioral, <coughs> and because he was aggressive, and because his IQ didn't hit normal, he wasn't qualified. 
he wasn't qualified. And, and I'm like, well, what if I come with him? What if, you know, what if I'm there with him? Doesn't matter. Does not matter if you're willing to take time out of your own day to help your kid. If you don't qualify for a group, you will not be accepted. And how sad is that? Like Caleb wants to learn how to do these things, but he just, he, he doesn't meet the criteria. He, he's not, he's not below, like he's not low enough to fall into a different kind of category, but he is not high enough to be bumped up to the next level. And it's hard for kids like him, like he, like he just, you know, he's, he's in the middle. He's like always, always in the middle, forever a middle child, because <laughs> he is my middle child. Um, forever in the middle, always in limbo, never knowing, like not really having a place, not really knowing where he fits in. Um, and I'm like, I, at home, he knows where he fits in. He knows he's my, he, he knows my, he knows he's my bubs. He knows like he's my monster, you know, like when he's mad, I can tickle him and he'll laugh, but he's like, stop it. I'm trying to be mad. And, and, you know, obviously I don't want him to be mad because when he gets mad, it, it, it spirals because he feels his emotions so deeply and I mean, that's a good thing and it's a bad thing. So it's his strongest feature, but it's also his worst weakness at the same time. And I mean, it, it definitely is, is, uh, something, <laughs> something different and not a lot of people have seen it. Um, where, see, I, I've gone off the, the sidewalk again. I never know where where I am because that's my life every day is I had I had a plan my (laughs) side story when I was younger I shocker I never wanted kids I wanted to do me I sat there and I said I I'll never be a good parent because I'm selfish like and, and I knew this about myself like I I loved putting me first like I would work really really hard to achieve my goals and then once I got hit my goals I'd be like yeah woo and then it's like you know I got married really young and my ex-husband's family sort of like all his cousins and relatives uh, because he was older than I was um they all started having kids and he's like hey well what do you think about us having kids (laughs) and I said whoa 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 I'm gonna stop you right there because you know, when I was younger and I was, and I was naive and we didn't do things like talk about what we wanted in a future. And I think that's, you know, why we clashed so much. Like if we had just sat down and had a conversation, we, we, we would have realized we weren't right for each other. We weren't compatible. He wanted a family. He wanted a wife. He wanted kids. Uh, and he wanted like just you to be his property basically and I'm a free-spirited person I don't like being tied down um I just I'm I'm not I'm not what he wanted in a person and yeah 
like I didn't want kids. I didn't, I didn't think that I was going to be a good mom. And, you know, I ended up falling pregnant, not on purpose. Like it was very much not in my plan. And, and we had had fights, had huge fights about it. Like to the point where he was like, well, I'm going to leave you. And I was like, I don't care. And, you know, like I was a sassy, sassy young, young woman. And I, and I honestly really, we, we, I I didn't love him the way that a wife should love their husband. Like I didn't love him the way that I love my husband now kind of thing. Like I, I never really did ever fall in love with him, my ex-husband. And and that's a horrible thing to say because you know what? We got married. I thought I loved him. I, I did. It wasn't until later on that I realized that, that I didn't, have those types of feelings for him and it was kind of one of those things where you know I just didn't think I deserved to be happy because I was I I I thought I was such a a selfish person that you know I didn't deserve real happiness so I just kind of settled with somebody who loved me or I, I thought they loved me but you know but anyways um yeah um, I don't even remember what I was talking about. <laughs> See, sidetracked off the sidewalk, down the block, around the corner, and coming back. And now we're here, and we're going to go on to question number four. And this is my last question, by the way, because because everybody always, like, even people, like, other than myself, when you start talking about questions like this, you're going to go off the rails and you're going to have side subjects and you're going to, I mean, maybe not, maybe it's just me, but I mean, I think that's how you get to know people. Like that's, that's how you build friendships and you bond. I think anyways, but who do I, what do I know? I don't really have very many friends. (laughs) Um, I have like five, that's it. Five. And not even really, I only have one real friend other than my husband who I can call and be like, Hey, what's up? And you know, like she's my best friend and we joke around and you know, she calls me crazy. I call her, sorry, excuse me, crazy right back. And we have a a special bond. I have the hiccups now. See, I need, need life. As you hear my big gulp. Um, so if anybody has life laying around, please send it to me. I need it. <laughs> um, all joking aside, though, I mean, I I love my kids, and I would do anything for my kids. Had you met me 15 years ago, oh, man, Whew. not the same person I am today. Not even anywhere near, near where I am today. I have substantially grown from where I used to be to where I am now. And I look back and I, and I think about these things and I'm like, oh man, yeah, like, like I'm only 31, I'll be 32 in February and 15 years ago I was 16 turning 17 and, and like, and I had met my <clears throat> ex-husband when I was 15 and we, we were together when I was 15 all the way and I, we got married when I was 20, had my first kid at 21, my second kid at 22 and then I waited a year and had my my last son at 24 no sorry 23 and then uh 
we were already split up and, and whatever, but that's, that's a different, different story altogether. But yeah, different person, totally different. Even from who I am today and who I am, who I was five years ago, different person. Because I, I was just starting to learn about myself. I was just starting to come into who I am as a person because like I had been alone for so long that I just focused on, okay, I need to go to work. I need to support my kids. I need to do this. I need, I need to make sure they're growing. I need to, I need to focus all my attention on my kids. And then I met my husband and he is the most patient human being because I am not patient. I am just like a ball of like blah, like 99% of the time. I mean, I'm patient with my children and I'm patient with other people, but I am not patient with myself. I am, I am the worst. I'm my own worst enemy. I am hard on myself. I, I look in the mirror and I judge myself. And I mean, every, every woman does this. And I know this, like, I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, oh my God, this I'm, you know, but it's, everybody does this and it is normal to a degree, but I, I am my, even my husband has told me I am my own worst enemy. I, I, when I put myself out there, it's, I always end up choosing the wrong person to put myself out there too. And then I end up feeling like, well, that was a huge waste of time. Why did I even bother? Um, and like, he always tells me, he's like, you're such a good person. You wear your heart on your sleeve. He's like, you're so nice. He's like, you're so compassionate. He's like, sometimes I just wish you were not so nice. He's like, I hate seeing you be hurt and I hate seeing you, you know, like go through these trials because, you know, you put yourself out there and you're just super nice. And I mean, whoever thought being a nice person was a bad thing, but I don't know. Apparently it is. Um, yeah, he's like, my husband is great. Like he, he is super understanding. He came into the picture. I already had three kids. I... My oldest son was not on medication at that time. He was just going into kindergarten. He was only four years old. And Caleb was another handle. He was so emotional that he would throw up. Like, when he got upset, he would throw up all over everything, everywhere. And he would just cry and cry and cry and cry. And he was so patient. And he was so understanding. And my little guy was just a teeny tiny little baby boo. And oh my gosh, little baby Gomez Adams with his little dark mustache and his little black hair. And he was just so tiny and adorable. And like he just, oh, was so vibrant and his character just shone through even at that such a young age. Like I had these three children and they were all so different and they were all so wonderful in their own unique ways. But then they also had their own faults. And, like, they shone through, like, quite quickly. But, like, I was so, like, he was so patient. He was like, I want to be with you. And, like, I, he, he was like, oh, I want to be with you. And I, and I was the more reserved one. And I was like, well, like, you know, I have kids. You know, I have a past. Um, I don't want to bring anyone into my home or my kids' life that I don't think is going to be there for the long run. And, you know, it was, 
we went on for a little while like this and he he phoned me one day and he goes well when do I get to meet your kids and I said oh you know I just I don't know and I was very nervous about it and I was very very like I didn't really want to do it because I wasn't sure what we were where we were headed yet because like we hadn't even had that talk and I said you know what we'll we'll talk about it later and I kind of brushed it off and then um he because he lived in Calgary and worked in Edmonton at the time and he was he went home and he phones me and he might have had a little bit one too many wobbly pops and he phones me and he goes listen I just need to know what we are, where we are, what we're doing. I need to know these things because I like you. I want to invest my time in you. But if you're not going to do the same, I don't want to waste my time because I'm I'm older now because he, he is also a few years older than I am. And I was already 25. <laughs> 25 or 20? 25. I was 25 when we got together. And... And I was like, I know, I'm just nervous, I'm scared, like I don't want, because at that point their their biological dad wasn't in their lives and I just couldn't put them through another loss like that, you know, like it, as, as parents you, you want to shield your kid from, your kids from as much emotional harm as you possibly can because you know you can't shield them from everything, so I mean I, this was one thing that I thought for sure that I could shield them from and I, I, I probably took it too far because I was like, well, I don't know. Like, we need to have a conversation. I don't want to do it while you're drunk. And he's like, well, this, you know what? This is the time where that we're going to do it because I can't say this to you when I'm sober because you give me butterflies. You make me feel tongue-tied. And I, he's like, and I'm nervous around you. And I was like, you're nervous around me? Like, I don't... I don't understand. I still don't understand because he still says the same thing to me today. He's like, you make me nervous. And it's, he's like, it, it gets me in trouble. And I mean, it's, it's a good thing. It's a good kind of trouble. And, um, yeah. And so from there, we, we decided that we were going to be together. We were going to be together exclusively. And then we made a plan for him when he came back to Edmonton to, um, me introduce him to my kids but I wanted I said I want to do it one kid at a time kind of thing um because I I don't want to throw all of it all of my crazy on you at once because my crazy my crazy at the time my oldest son would run around making gun noises like he literally could he sounded like real guns and like it was crazy because he did it all the time because he has ADHD and he doesn't know how to control it or stop it. And he was so young. He was only three. And sorry, he was four. And he was like so crazy and he was so hyper and he was so active and he was always running around and he was doing this and he was doing that and he was making all these gun noises. And he just lived in this fantasy world where he was like, like my father-in-law who passed away, bless his soul. Um, he used to call him the commander. Because he, no matter where he was, no matter what he was doing, he would make a toy gun out of something, or he would find a toy gun from one of the other kids, and he would convince them <coughs> to let him play with that gun. And he would make all these noises, and he would just always have kids running behind him, playing these games and doing these things. And then there was my middle son, 
Caleb and he was just emotional and he was attached at my hip and he was following me around and he was so shy and so, you know, like he didn't, he didn't trust anybody and he, like he, he, he was the one I was mostly worried about because like my, my youngest, he was just a wee baby and I mean, first time he met my husband, he looked him in the face and he goes, hi dad. And oh my God, I was embarrassed. I was like, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like I was like, they didn't have a dad in their life. And like, I don't know, none of my other kids called anybody else dad. And it was weird because he called him his, like he, he said, hi dad. Like he, like he knew it was as if he could see the future and he just, hi dad. And he like wanted him to carry him and he wanted, like he wanted to sit by him and he only wanted him to feed him. And then it was like, wow, okay. My kid is never usually like this. I'm so sorry. I don't know what's going on. And he was totally cool with it. He was, I don't know, I lucked up. Like, I hit the jackpot for sure. 100% I hit the jackpot. And I've never won anything in my life, and that's probably why, because I won in life. Um, I mean, we're not perfect, and we're not. We've had our ups and our downs, and, and we've had, you know, bumps in our roads and but at the end of the day, we love each other and we support each other. And he supports me, like, emotionally so much. Um, I still ha- I still haven't let him listen to one of these, these podcast episodes because I value his opinion. And um, I hold it very high in regards. And I just... I don't... I don't want him to see how honest, like, I mean, he knows the type of person I am and he knows I'm going to be honest in that front and I'm just going to be blunt about it. But I feel like I, and I, I now, and I will let him listen. Like I've downloaded them on to my iPad. So if he ever does go on my iPad and he does go on it quite a, quite a bit when he's home, like if he just wanted to open up and just listen to it, he could at any time. But he's so respectful that he doesn't because he's asked me, can I listen? And I, I flat out told him, no. I said, don't you dare. Like, don't. I'm embarrassed. Like, you, like he doesn't, he doesn't understand why I'm embarrassed. But it's because, you know, I, his opinion of me matters. And I'm one of those people where I don't really care about anybody else's opinion. But, you know, the people who matter to me. And he matters so much to me that I'm embarrassed. Like, I I haven't, like, really put this out there yet because I'm not sure where I want to go with this. Like, if I want to continue on doing this or if I just want to do a little mini-series and then to be done with it, I'm not sure what's going to happen with this yet. And I just, I don't know. But, like, I'll put it out to strangers. No problem. They don't know me. Like I said... I, I don't care if you judge me, like, it's, it's normal, like, you're out in public, and nine times out of ten, somebody's looking at you, judging you, and you can, you can feel it, too, when they're doing it, because they just stare, and, like, burn, it burns, like, a hole in your soul, and you're like, oh, okay, don't, don't judge me, 
you know, and then you get all flustered and you are, at least I do, I get all flustered and I'm like, okay, let's go. <laughs> and then, you know, it's just like, I don't know. But you know what? I think, I think when he comes home from work this time, I'm going to tell him it's on the iPad. Listen to it. Tell me what you think. Give me some feedback. Um, cause he also laughed at me because I, I don't have a real mic. Um, sometimes I use the speaker on my iPad. Sometimes I use my, uh, headset that I got with my iPhone. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't have a real, like, I, I don't know how to do this stuff and like, forgive me if it's horrible and you hate it and uh, like you just are listening to it because you, it's entertaining to say the least. Um, but like you hate the background noises or like it's fuzzy or, or static or whatever. Forgive me because I'm not the most tech savvy person. I literally have no idea what I'm doing. None whatsoever. Um, so, oh, it's popping up telling me that the max, <laughs> maximum recording time for segments is 60 minutes. Keep an eye on the clock. And we're at 48, 48. Um, okay, so... I got to go back on my sidewalk. Um, but anyways, yeah, I think I'll let him listen to it and see what he thinks because I need an opinion. Um, I do. I need an opinion on where I should go next, what I should do. Um, he's the person I bounce ideas off and he's the one who says, you know what, that's a good idea. Mm, I don't like that idea. And then, you know, I listen to him. He's, he's my, he's my person. Um, okay. Number four, what? Uh, what is his favorite item or person? Oh, his favorite item or person. Well, my child, Caleb, his, his favorite item is his stuffed elephant. Her name is Ellie and he smells that thing's butt. Like you, his head. No, it's always his, it's butt. It's right, right up to his nose and he just holds it there. And he, I think that's like his calming down mechanism. And, but I like, he just holds it there and he just breathes and he like, and like you can hear him sniffing it and it's, it's weird, but you know what? It calms him down. So I don't really have an issue about that. And he's had it since he was two. I mean, he had another one before that, but when we were in an accident, he lost the original alley. And then his grandma made him this one because we couldn't find it. And we had asked the paramedics and we had asked the firemen. And we were like, you don't understand. This kid is very emotional. He's really attached to the stuffy. <coughs> He's screaming and crying. Give him his stuffy and he'll stop. And they, they just couldn't find it. It was gone. Um, uh, yeah. And then his favorite person. Um, if I had to say a, his favorite person... You know, I want to say me, but it's really not. I mean, I'm his rock. I'm his, he knows I'm his people. Um, His favorite person at the moment is his little brother. They, those two have such a bond. They do. Um, They, oh goodness, they, they just, they love to hate each other. And, and, and when I say that, I don't mean that they, they fight, like, they, they hate each other. I mean, they get along so well and, and they play so well together, but then they just, it just melts down. And then like, it, n- nobody's at fault here, but it's like, they just, 
they just need a break from each other. But they do. They love they love each other. And I, I would say that that's his favorite person because you know what? He's he's always there. Somebody bugs his little brother. Oh goodness, help them because he's coming after you no matter what. Um. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's his favorite favorite person. I I would really really love to say that it's me. I mean, I'm a close second. Like I I'm I'm always gonna be one of his favorite people. But I mean, as, as he gets older and as he learns how to manage on his own, I'm probably gonna become less and less of that favorite person. Um, and that's okay because you know what? I I want him to grow and have a good life, and I want him to experience things and and have a wide variety of experiences that I don't I don't need him to want me to be his favorite person forever I don't I, I want to break at some point um as mean as that sounds but it's true right like don't we all just need a break every once in a while from our kids like I love you but get away ah <laughs> but no yeah I mean like think about these questions and think and and write them down like and ask yourself and then write down your answers and then read it like question one what are your child's strengths Write your answer down. Two, what is something that they struggle in? You know, think about it. Be honest with yourself. Don't don't hold back and write that down. Three, what is something that they can achieve this week, this month, this year, this day? And then write it down. And then last but not least, what is his favorite or hers item? or person, or person and item, I mean, think about it, and then write it down, and then read it back to yourself, just don't think, like, just don't read it after you've written it, just write it, and then move on, and then once you've written them all, write it down, like, go back and read it, and then it'll shock you, I know it will, because mine shocked me, because I wrote my questions on one side, and then I wrote my answers on another side. And then I closed that book so I couldn't see my answers. And then when I flipped it over, I was like, holy. I was like, wow. Like, this is bang on. This is like, but I mean, that that's me. Like, I know, I mean, I'm, I'm a, I would like to say I'm a good speaker, but I don't think so. I'm just chaotic. Um, but yeah, like, it surprised me. Like, even just stepping back and looking at the whole, like my whole family and being like, Oh my gosh, this is really good. And I'm going to do, I want to do another like set of questions for each kid. Like, and then, um, you know, and then maybe do an episode about them. But, um, I mean this, this podcast is called our life designed by Caleb. So, I mean, I'm mostly going to talk about Caleb and I'm mostly going to like, dive into his world and, and whatnot. But I mean, I do have two other children that, that I'm going to do this for, even if it's just for myself, because you know what, this is, this is one of those things where it opens your eyes because us as parents, we just like go through the day and we're just like, okay, this needs to be done. This needs to be done. Okay. And then you always have like a thousand things in your basket and then you never just stop and just like, and then you just look and you realize holy crap, my kids are grown, or they're growing, they're growing so fast, right, and like me, I can't believe I have a 10-year-old, like, I really can't, 
I remember, I remember pushing them out. And Lord, Lordy, 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 I'll tell you, whoo, they don't call it the ring of fire for nothing. <laughs> um, and on that note, I will see you guys next time. Well, I'll talk to you guys next time because it's more like a phone call with a good friend. Um, yeah, I just, just stop, listen to the questions, write them down, and then read your answers. Or get somebody to read it to you because it's always funner when somebody reads it to you. Just I don't have anybody like that for me here. Um, I have myself. But I, I have multiple personalities. But I mean, I've never been diagnosed with anything. So I can, you know, like change my mindset and, and read it and do this and do that. And yeah, that's me though. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, definitely, definitely do this and write it down and then read it or have somebody read it to you and then like just think about it. Think about it. Like, legit man like it's a good time it's spiritual and it's 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 a healer it's one of those things where you go to a meeting and you know you're like oh my god oh my god oh my god i'm nervous i'm nervous i'm nervous and then you do it and you get it done and you you feel better you're like oh wow i feel so much better like a a weight has been lifted off my chest i can breathe again Woo! i I just danced um (laughs) i'm crazy like that i'm sorry but yeah have a good evening a good day a good night or Whatever you're doing, if you're doing dishes while listening to this, well, if you're in your car driving, drive safe, first of all. You better not be on your phone to help you download this and then listen to it. But anyways, that's your life, not mine. Um, Have a good day. Like, legitimately, I hope your day is as bright and beautiful as you are because... There's only one you in the whole entire world. And there's only one of our kids. Every kid is different. Every kid is special. And I just want everybody to realize that. So on that note, I am out. Um, yeah, I usually do a bunch of hashtags. But I don't see. The, I don't really want to do that this time. So I'm going to say goodnight. Because it's nighttime here. And I will talk to you guys later.